Welcome to Superman and Lois, the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're here to talk all about the CW's upcoming Superman and Lois television series, starting really soon, really soon in a few weeks here. Uh, we're, we're really getting down to it, just a few weeks away, a little bit less. And yeah, we're about to go weekly going forward here on the show. I think every Wednesday is the plan leading up to, and then once the show comes out, we'll be doing reviews on Wednesdays uh, as it comes out here. And if you want to do us a favor and leave us a review wherever you're listening, if it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you do, uh, it would really help as we grow and continue to grow. Thanks for everybody who's listening. And that will bring in new listeners as the show actually starts and presumably what people like TV show podcasts about or actually talking about the show. Yeah, we've we've been doing this for a long time now. It kind of flies by, but I, I'm very excited to start doing these more often because that means that the show is coming. And of course, once the show is actually out, I'm really excited to to watch it and start breaking it down and picking apart all the little references and Easter eggs and everything. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and super grateful for everybody who has already been uh, talking to us and contributing to the show. And we, we look forward to putting out more stuff for you. Yeah, uh, a lot to look forward to. And today we'll be looking back at Smallville, the last Clark Kent-led show on our trip through Superman TV history. But we do have some news to get to, including a new poster that the CW released. Pretty cool looking one, I would say. Yeah, I, I really like this, um, especially because it's we haven't had a whole lot of the entire family together, and the what we have seen with the whole family together, a lot of times um, they've been upset maybe or not super happy. Um, they're still pretty serious looking in this, but it, it's nice to see the whole family together. Um, and again, the big ref, um, the big emphasis on Smallville, we see the the farm and the road leading up to the old Kent farm. So yeah, there's a lot to like in this. Yeah, I think it, I just like it, the looks of it. I think it's a cool style and everything. The one complaint I've seen and the one I'd agree with is the little Superman flying through yeah. there. Uh, I don't think it looks bad at all in the normal poster. If you do zoom in, it looks like a little... I've seen comparisons to action figures or any kind of thing. He's just kind of hanging out there. But I think it looks really cool. Um, like the look of the farm and seeing the Kents together, I think is really cool and gives a hint of what the premise of the show is with the, the four of them together. Yeah, the the little Superman flying, they they probably could have lost that and just had the the street going across, but it doesn't take away too much from uh, the poster altogether. Yeah, it really is only a thing if you zoom in. Uh, Also, lots of Tyler Hecklin's double, which is just a thing uh, we'll have to get used to. I think he's just a hairy guy. Was that the the Office Ladies podcast where they talked about people having to shave multiple times throughout the day? Yes. If they were... (laughs) If they were... You know, having a five o'clock shadow. I think he's just a very hairy guy, so we're going to get used to having a a five o'clock shadowed Superman. Yeah. We also maybe got new logo art. We've seen a bunch of those end logo stinger type things for the show. Every time there's a new video, it seems like there's something different. And this one has it. Uh, Director Lee Tolenkrieger shared it on Instagram with a different different little end credits stinger there. It's just the the Superman as shield on a black background. We've seen that in a lot of things before, um, but it looks pretty cool. I don't know if this is what they'll actually be using in the show or not, but it looks neat. Yeah, like you said, it looks neat. There's not a whole lot to take from it. I I think they'll probably settle on one logo pretty soon, and we'll, that's all we'll see, but we'll we'll see which one wins out. Maybe they can just go with a different one each episode. Yeah. <laughs> and try them out until they settle. Might as well. I, I think they that's, all look look good. I don't really have to care either way. That's, that's kind of like... that's somewhat joking but that's also that could be really cool like if they made a new logo for every episode that had some 
something about the episode like themed like if they were dealing with some i don't know somebody with frost powers they could make like one with made out of ice and stuff and made one made out of corn for when they go to the corn festival you know there you make go. a different logo each time <laughs> they, could, they could try some different things out yeah in other news, Rachel Talalay will be directing episode five. This is according to Krypton Sight. So she has done lots of a handful of movies like Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Tank Girl. That was back in the 90s. Uh, and she has tons of TV experience. She's done some some of the CW superhero shows, and she's done a lot of Doctor Who. She did an episode of Doom Patrol and American Gods. So she's become kind of a high-end TV director in recent years. Yeah, a lot of good experience. And again, another director with a whole lot of really good TV experience coming in and doing an episode now even farther into the season so it's exciting that you normally you try to pack in or at least it seems normally in tv productions you pack in your big talent towards the beginning of the season especially if it's a new show but bringing in some of these people uh, towards the end or middle of the season is, is very exciting as well and reassuring yeah absolutely so we know who the first four directors are we don't know exactly what episodes they'll be doing but i i'm guessing lee tolan kirker is doing two episodes and that will have that will be followed up by Gregory Smith, James Bamford, and then Rachel Talley, and that will be the, the first five. In some casting, Daniel Kudmore has been cast in the role of Subject 11, according to Krypton site. So Kudmore is a big man, something like 6'7", has done a lot of different acting, including some CG work and some costumed work. So he was Colossus in the X-Men films. And I think he's fought Tyler Hecklin Superman before. I believe he was the motion capture man for amazo in elseworlds okay yeah obviously i i'm familiar with him from the x-men movies and he is a like you said a mountain of a man so uh it'll be interesting to see tyler hecklin is not the biggest person who has ever played superman so it'll be interesting to see the contrast between the two of them yeah so i wonder if this is going to be a if he's going to be in a costume or if he's going to be himself or as uh playing a cg character uh it's described as strong and stoic subject 11 is a brute with a mysterious mission. Not a lot to go on there. I'd assume a villain for an episode or part of the season. There is a Subject 17 who first appeared in 2006 in Superman number 655. This was during the, or around the Camelot Falls storyline. And he was an alien creature kept in stasis for decades by the Soviet government. So kind of a, what if Superman had landed somewhere else? He's more of a monster type thing, but he was raised and put in a lab basically right away. And maybe they do something there with contrasting that, or maybe it's um maybe this is subject eleven, and eventually a subject seventeen will come. Though they'll just build up to it. I don't know. Yeah, it could be interesting if they come up with a a story of all the different uh, subjects. And I I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But this might just be a slight reference to subject seventeen without actually using that same character, and they don't have any other plans for it. But not not a whole lot of info we've gotten out of it. But um, if he's on a mysterious mission, they certainly are keeping that mystery right now because we don't know anything else yeah they're around episode five now and we don't really know who superman will be fighting at all in any of these episodes if it's just going to be a, a season-long threat or if he'll have random smaller villains in between we don't know exactly who he's going to be fighting yeah news for anyone in australia this is from the superman homepage on twitter uh the superman and lois will be premiering february 25th on foxtel's fox 8 channel so we don't know all the international distribution yet hopefully you know, we hear where it's coming soon i know there was a an issue with batwoman last year where there nobody had the uk rights in time for crisis on infinite earths which is kind of a big deal i think somebody eventually got it but you know hopefully this is 
hopefully those get ironed out in all the different markets and and everybody can watch it be watching it at relatively the same time yeah and then of course there's the streaming afterwards and i don't i don't know what the access is like for cw um outside the u.s uh for streaming i don't i don't know if you know anything about that i believe that's u.s only okay um and so i don't know if it's available to purchase video on demand in every other market or whatever we'll try to get some of that before maybe in our last episode and go over some of that but um yeah we'll we'll pass along as we hear if anybody hears you can let us know on twitter at tv superman lois the show is also going to feature on the cover of the new den of geek magazine so there is a cover for it a new look at superman and lois pretty cool shot um pretty cool look at the at the couple there on the cover yeah it's a very good very very good look at them um awesome lighting coming from behind lois and i like my camera is down low and kind of looking up at them which is kind of a very a good way to make them look heroic because they are heroic so they're looking in slightly different directions i don't know if that means anything at all but um yeah this is is a very good look and a very kind of like iconic superman and lois look to Mm -hmm. see the two of them together like that i don't know that i've ever seen them looking in the same direction in any picture or poster (laughs) together yet uh might have to go look at that but this is going to have interviews with some of the cast and creators of the show so you can subscribe. I think it's free in the U.S. It's a quarterly magazine. You can get the first four issues free, and it's like $10 in the U.K. or something like that to get it shipped to you. Um, so you can do that if you want. And I really like the quote that's at the bottom. We don't know who it's from, but it sounds pretty cool to me. It says, if Superman can struggle and remain hopeful, maybe we can too. Yeah, that's that's one of those things of the perfect kind of sentence that you want to hear about Superman and what, what makes you like the character so much. Absolutely. Well, that is it in terms of news. So we'll talk some Smallville. How does that sound to you, Zach? Sounds good to me. I Probably one of my favorite, not probably, one of my favorite TV shows of all time and really the the main entrance into Superman that I had. Obviously, I was familiar with the character, but this is, I think, what made me fall in love with the character of Superman um, and all of the periphery characters around him, his family, Lois Lane, Lex, all of that. So this, this has a huge uh, place for me in the history of liking Superman. Yeah, uh, very similar to you there. I I kind of agree with all that. It's the fourth and final until Superman and Lois Clark Kent-led show. There's only been two previously actually with Superman, Uh, but this is the second one, fourth one starring Clark Kent, created by Al Goff and Miles Miller. This ran for 10 seasons, starting in 2001, 218 episodes, depending on how you want to count a couple of them. Uh, The first five seasons were on the WB and the final five seasons on the CW. After a merger there, uh, starred Tom Welling as Clark Kent, Erica Drance as Lois Lane, starting in season four. Of course, Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor. Uh, lots and lots of important cast I could talk about. But it explored the origin of Superman, basically from Clark Kent finding out he was an alien to revealing himself to Superman, to the world. Yeah, this is, and this is really, really awesome to see a young Clark Kent and to see how he was raised by his family to to understand where his character comes from. and why his humanity is arguably the most important part of who he is even more so than his powers and they do a really good job of building that up over a really long run over the 10 seasons of him as a kid and growing up and becoming superman and they deal a lot with where he's come from from krypton and things that are different and the fact that he was raised by humans and and how that shapes who he is and we we touch on that in these episodes that we are going to talk about as well and 
similar to what it looks like is going on with Superman and Lois, where there's certainly superheroics and Clark saves the day and fights bad guys and has superpowers, all that. But it's really the first four seasons are Clark in high school, and it relies heavily on the family drama aspect of Clark with his parents on the farm, learning about his powers, learning where he comes from, and just normal teenage stuff done in a sci-fi superhero way. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of family drama for a superhero show. Absolutely. So we looked at a few episodes, including season two, episode 17, Rosetta. This, of course, featured a big reveal for Clark and the introduction of Christopher Reeve to the Smallville TV series. Um, What do you have to say about this one? Yeah, this is awesome. Anytime I can see Christopher Reeve in any Superman connected way is amazing. And they, they used him in a really good way in this episode. And a whole lot happens in this. We we get some answers to where Clark comes from because at this point he doesn't really know a whole lot, if anything, about Kryptonian. And he he's able to read Kryptonian after this episode, uh, which is a pretty huge thing. But it, it deals a whole lot with um, the fact that he's from a different planet, but he was raised by John and Martha Kent and the, the impact that John especially has had on him uh, being his father. So yeah, a whole lot of really good family moments in this episode. This episode, it's kind of got the highlight reel of early seasons of Smallville. It's one of my favorite episodes and it does a little bit of everything. There's some teenage drama, high school drama in there. Clark dealing with his, where he comes from, what that has to deal with and talking about it with his parents and going over that and paying some respect to Superman history, especially in that of Christopher Reeve and some of the story points they do. And also just adding their own Smallville type of way on it. And it's a really good, fun, entertaining episode in it. The final 10 minutes where Clark learns, you know, talks with his parents, he's going to see this Virgil Swan, this mysterious billionaire who has an interest in Clark, going to see them, goes, finds out he's from Krypton, a planet called Krypton, and he's the last survivor of that planet, and it's gone. It is gone bye-bye. Uh, really powerful, and it kind of delivers on the entire pre- you could argue this 10 minutes alone delivers on the entire premise of we're going to have Clark Kent before he's Superman and, and the way they flesh that out and expand that and just delve into that it's just a, a normal kid dealing with being adopted and telling his adopted parents he needs wants to find out where he comes from except done on an epic scale yeah and we've already seen in the trailer for Superman Lois that the kids, at least at the very beginning, don't know that their father is Superman. And so they're not going to be dealing with the exact same thing of, you know, being adopted and coming from a different planet, but they are definitely going to be dealing with learning a whole lot about their family that they didn't know before and kind of grappling with what that means for them as kids and humans. Um, I still am curious if one or both of them will develop powers and if we'll we'll get to see some of those Smallville esque moments of discovering powers and figuring out how to use them and things going wrong because you don't know how to use them. So the uh, jury's still out on that. But yeah, like you said, the, these 10 minutes of especially interactions between Clark and Jonathan really hammer home the importance of family to the Superman story. And this is a masterclass in showing that off. Absolutely. And, and like you mentioned with the boys in Superman and Lois, they're going to have to grapple with where they come from or, you know, their father not being exactly who they thought he was and what that could mean for them uh, and and what the future holds for them as well. Do you think we'll get anything? Parenting is going to definitely be a big part of uh, Superman Lois and different parenting styles. They touch on 
Jor-El's parenting in this briefly because there's a message on the ship that basically says you are a conqueror and you need to conquer this world. And Jonathan, you know, brings Clark back from that and tells him that he's a good person because he says, I'm your father and I raised you and I know you better than anyone. Do you think we'll get any Kryptonian parenting advice from anybody or will it mostly be earthbound humans? That's a really good point. Um, I hadn't thought about it. We don't know what the, especially post-crisis, what the status is with all of Clark's history, what he knows. Does he have a fortress and what information is in there? Is there a Jor-El hologram like we sometimes see or are there archives or records or, or what? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Something they touch on in Rebirth is the Rebirth comics was Jor-El and uh, his influence, if you will, on, the, on John Kent especially. So yeah, I don't know how they'll handle that. And then obviously, unfortunately, we can't have another Christopher Reeve um, cameo in this new TV show, but it was it was really awesome to see him involved in Superman uh, media again. And this is one of the last times you get to see him involved in that way. And so I, I hope that they bring in some other people from Superman's past and past versions of Superman in live action. And I, I think they probably will do that at some point. Yeah, this was this was huge for the show too, and Reeve just has such a presence, and just you know, for Superman fans, obviously massive figure, uh, really cool, and he did a great job with this role, this original character, uh, and everything they did with him. Yeah, I think it was a really cool way to, you know, some of my favorite stuff of Smallville was honoring Superman's comic book history, but also adding, expanding it, not taking away anything, but kind of expanding it in their own way, and things like. Virgil Swan were among my favorites. Yeah, me too. We also looked at the first two episodes of season four, Crusade and Gone. This was the introduction of Lois Lane, played by Erica Durant, as well as General Lane, her father. And that all ties into, I think these are some good episodes that you picked because they tie back into what's going on with Lionel, ties back into Morgan Edge when he appeared on the show. Um, so a lot of stuff and characters that could apply to the new Superman and Lois. And uh, we get to see Clark and Lois's first real investigation together. Yeah. And interestingly enough, Lois, the very first time she meets Clark here is finding him naked in a field and he has amnesia and has no idea who he is. Uh, I think we're probably not going to see that on <laughs> Superman and Lois. I don't know if we'll go back to them meeting, but I still think we're going to have some flashbacks of earlier in their life, but I, I don't doubt that we'll go back that far. Yeah. I'm curious. This is, this is a fun small way of them meeting. It's not as, uh, quite as majestic as Superman catching Lois out of a falling helicopter or yeah. uh, even Clark and Lois meeting in the Daily Planet in Perry's office or anything like that. But a fun way to fit Lois into, you know, she really shouldn't be there yet. She normally wouldn't meet Clark for years down the line, but they wanted to get her in Smallville. And for that, I think they do a really interesting way of doing it. And Erica Durant, even though she doesn't quite get the classic Lois Lane characteristics, all of them yet. She's got some of them and she's incredibly entertaining and likable. And they wanted to add some comedy to the season and she does that. And on Smallville, Chloe kind of had a sort of Lois Lane um, role in that she was an investigative journalist and she got into trouble because of, of that. And that's, that's kind of the story that you'll, you probably see with Lois Lane on this show. And Lois is her cousin. And so she's inspired by her and kind of falls in her footsteps later but um yeah there's there's some fun little moments with lois like uh she's on the kent farm and she, a lot of times she's complaining about all of the small town things and uh, 
things that you don't have because you're not in the city. And she also is talking to Martha. And I think Martha talks about how she likes a, a nice farm guy. And she says, Lois says, no, just give me a nerd with glasses any day. So just fun little things like that. Um, Very on the nose, Smallville dialogue. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Margot Kidder. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say Margot Kidder also shows up and has a, a good cameo in this as well as she worked with Swan. who That's the virtual Swan, the character that Christopher Reeve played. And it was really nice to see her again. Sadly, she won't be able to cameo on the new show. But it, again, just lots of... Uh, Lots of tying back to the history of Superman that I hope they carry forward. Yeah. Margot Kidder, another massive name in the Lois Lane legacy. And I like how her story was tied with Swans mm -hmm. um, and how they linked that kind of is sort of a nod to the history uh, together. And I like that. Um, and she again brings a huge presence to the, to the show. And I like seeing uh, Lois and Clark's first investigation together and, I know they one or both lost their jobs, but man, I'm hoping we get to see them do some investigating because I was thinking of how, what it would be like, picture these two 20 years from now when they have done so many investigations together, like the short end they have when they're trying to get information from someone or trying to, to get into anything, uh, some really cool adventures, both with Clark and Lois and with Lois and Superman. And because they're obviously married and know each other's identities, sure. uh, they can they can do a lot more and cover a lot more ground and be a lot safer and Clark doesn't have to sneak off and sneakily crash a helicopter uh, without Lois noticing somehow. Yeah, and we get to see General Lane being an antagonist here, mm -hmm. which Lois we still don't know how he'll fit into the show. Yeah, me either. Uh, his role in this is obviously the very overprotective dad with some secrets because he's in the military, so he's not a very trustworthy person. But it just from what we've seen from the show so far, it seems like he's going to be more involved and obviously know Clark and have a relationship with him. So like you said, I'm interested to see what that relationship is like. We do get to see Lois hold her own against a, a soldier and beat him up. So I, I hope the Lois in the no sh new show as well, I, and I have no doubt, is going to be able to hold her own and is not just going to have to rely on Superman to come save her all the time. Yeah, I get some action sometimes. That'd be cool to see. And we, you know, there's Lana. This is a different thing. This is where Lana gets written off the show to live in Paris with Jason Teague and never yeah. comes back again, right? That's what <laughs> that's what happened there. They won't drag that out for five more seasons with Clark and Lana, right? No. That's, oh, okay. uh, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I'm pretty sure that's what you're saying is correct. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. And, and they Lois, they were restricted with what they could do with the character, both because of the movies and I think out of respect for Superman mythology, like she really shouldn't be there yet. She's really not yeah. technically part of the story yet. So they didn't want to do too much, but they do their nods. Like they can't stand each other, but they kind of kind of have this like grade school relationship where they're making fun of each other, but maybe there's something there, which is kind of how it how it is for a few seasons until they actually move forward. The show's more set in Metropolis and Lois becomes more of the classic Lois Lane and, and they get all that going. Yeah, Lana and Clark have a, a great conversation towards the end of the episode about Lois and Clark says, she's bossy, she's stuck up, she's rude, I can't stand her. And Lana just says, the best ones always start that way. That was, again, like you said, a little on the nose, but it's it's pretty awesome to see that. A little bit talking to the audience, maybe. Right. Because it doesn't I don't it doesn't make much sense for Lana to say that. But it it does to the audience, I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, a couple really fun episodes. A few fun episodes here and, and big in the show and um yeah, a couple fun ones that are good to watch. Yeah, it's awesome to see young Clark and young Lois and their origins and I, I 
we're now going to get to see that other side of that, this established couple that has been together for a long time and have teenage sons and are dealing with raising a family. So just, I don't know how much of this they'll touch on, but just keeping in mind that history and it's going to add to my enjoyment, I think, of of knowing what they've gone through and how it shaped them. So I, yeah, I really absolutely. liked it. And watching these early episodes really made me more excited for the family drama. All those little moments that they do well that aren't punching supervillains or anything like that. It's really good character interactions and, and all of that. And yeah, made me really uh, even more excited. Me too. All right. And that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon.